the Butler Leadership Podcast. sight of being able to be coachable because we actually take it personally. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, come on. I think, I'm not sure if this is true for men, but I think I have sometimes put too much of myself into X, Y, or Z, and therefore when handling feedback, it feels like a personal hit. Now, this wasn't anything anyone said to me or did to me. It was just kind of the script that I came into leadership with as a young leader. Yeah. How does insecurity hold us back as Christian leaders? How do we stay coachable and not take feedback too personally? How do you embrace the person you are for the job God has called you to do, even though it might be a little bit beyond you? How do you keep taking the right next step? Today, we're talking again with Erin Thompson about overcoming insecurities as a female leader in ministry. What up, everyone? My name is Mark Carter. Welcome to the Bible Leadership Podcast. We like to say that we're connecting your Bible to your leadership and your leadership to your Bible. The mission of the BL is to bring you Bible-centric leadership tips and coaching that will foster greater confidence, improve your leadership instincts, and keep you leading from a heart that is connected to Jesus. Before we do that, let me encourage you to get the show notes by subscribing on the website, BibleLeadership.com. These can be super helpful for reflection, getting the content deeper into your spirit. And let me encourage you to share the BLP with others. You'd be surprised how even just one share can dramatically help the podcast. Let me tell you, I've got four daughters. None of them are married yet, but I would want them and their future husbands to hear today's episode. Aaron really gives us some leadership gold, and it is for everyone who has ever second-guessed themselves at the leadership table. I'm excited to dive right back in. Let's do it. So number one of overcoming insecurity as a female leader, you said you have to know who you are in Christ. Number two... You said wrestling through your insecurities. Tell me what kinds of insecurities we're talking about and what is the negative impact that they have? Well, I think the negative impact they have for young leaders is we can often just become uncoachable. Mm-hmm. I often found my value in my performance. Therefore, I and I do this as a wife or as a mother, as a leader, I want to say and do the right things. My decisions have to be right. I have to chart the right course. And if I do that, that brings me value. And so the reality is, is there isn't room in that in with those realities. There was no freedom to fail. And the reality is, is if we can't fail, we can't learn. Come on, girl. And so needless to say, as a young leader, I really struggled with being coachable. I, I had probably an insatiable need for affirmation from my leadership. And especially when we would get to some type of big event that might not have gone, that we needed to do some more learning from and not just celebrating because time is short and things like that. We didn't, you know, no one was going to throw Aaron a big party for, you know, the next hour. So wait a Um, minute, just to clarify, mm -hmm. are you telling me that every event you guys ever did, you didn't kill it absolutely the best you could the first time? Oh, certainly not. Certainly not. Yeah. Just want to clarify that. No, certainly not. So needless to say, when you need to actually learn and grow to be able to handle the next week's challenge or the next environment and the next event, we can lose sight of being able to be coachable because we actually take it personally. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, come on. I think, I'm not sure if this is true for men, but I think I have sometimes put too much of myself into X, Y, or Z. And therefore, when handling feedback, it feels like a personal hit. Now, this wasn't anything anyone said to me or did to me. It was just kind of the script that I came into leadership with as a young leader. Yeah. 
So, so your what you're saying is your culture wasn't trying to reinforce that. That was just something you came in with. Right. I came in with a home, and I had very affirming parents, and the that was fantastic. And there's no fault in that. But yeah. the reality sometimes is when there's radio silence, yeah, that might mean something went wrong. And yeah. so, needless to say, I brought that into my leadership as a young leader. And if no one's patted me on the back or patted me on the shoulder, I took that as. Oh, yeah. maybe I did something wrong or it wasn't good enough. And therefore, I'm not good enough. Do you think it's ever possible that the Lord is even resisting us in that? So in other words, we make the praise of man too important. We make the the feeling I want to feel when that like rocks yes. too important in my heart. And the Lord is like, I'm not going to reinforce that. And so I'm going to have you even just get extra feedback to calm you down a little bit and have right. you not love that thing maybe mm. the way that you did. Yeah, no, I think in my testimony, my story, pride d- definitely took center stage for many seasons. I often, I mean, this is just kind of candor and probably not a lot of theology in this, but I wondered if, if I really would have gone to heaven, because did I really think I was a sinner? You know, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. My story isn't uh, what other, some other stories are. And I think what I have realized is quite frankly, the, the noose of pride is much worse than some of the negative situations we can walk through mm-hmm. because we come to the Lord, well, I can do this on my own. I don't really need you. And so we try to work out of our own strength rather yep. than his. So That's I think it. I think that was it was a, a point in my spirit that he used to keep me in check to ensure that I over time could grow to be coachable and deal with that ele- yeah. elephant in the room that we call pride. Come on, girl. Yeah. That's good. So what I'm hearing you say is one of the insecurities is probably just perfectionism or wanting to like always be awesome, awesome, awesome. What about, I know we've talked about another insecurity, just of the pressure that you are receiving mm-hmm. from everybody. Maybe it's it's putting, it's showing for some of the cracks in our foundation because, I mean, you've already messaged it. Not only are you an excellent mom, not only are you an excellent wife, but then you've got all these ministry opportunities. You've got different responsibilities at the church you serve. You've got other things that are kind of showing up in your life as God continues to open doors for you as a speaker and as a writer. And it can all just kind of, my wife calls it, it all comes to the front. Like it's all, it's all coming at you. That pressure, Mm -hmm. what does that cause to go wrong in your life? Yeah. Well, I think, especially when you still struggle with some insecurities in your leadership, I came to believe that I had to turn the water into wine. Mm-hmm. So often in ministry, especially you're either underfunded, understaffed, you you might not have enough volunteers to get through that weekend. And if at the end of the day, you feel the ultimate responsibility for the results, it's kind of just taking and sucking all the joy out of ministry. Yep, yep, yep. And so I had a big revelation when I was planning a conference with uh, this last summer with a good friend of mine. And all of a sudden, I was just like, I am a bear. I am so intense. What is going on? She probably would never want to coordinate a conference with me again. I mean, does she even like me anymore? Oh, my gosh. I am a wreck. But I am a wreck. Like, I just internally felt like a wreck. And I had to call her, and I had some revelation, and the Lord just really ministered to me. The Holy Spirit said, you believe you have to turn the water into wine. That's my job. Come on. Yeah. You are only responsible for your response to me. I am responsible for the results. Yeah. And so I think there can be a lot of freedom to try things, to take risks, to move forward one step at a time. When we just take off that insecurity of I've got to make it all happen, and we put that on the Lord, and we just say, Lord, I am trusting you. I'm putting my faith in you. I'm going to be respond to your invitation, but I am not— going to hold myself accountable to the expectation. Yeah. 
Aaron, let me help me learn from you. So, are there unique insecurities mm-hmm. for a gal mm-hmm. that you know maybe they're not unique in the largest sense, but but they're heightened for a yes. lady trying to lead well. Right. I think often our emotional journey can become an insecurity at the leader's table. Okay. Am I feeling too much? Am I feeling too little? Am I taking this too personally? And I think that often in environments where there are more men than potentially women, we can wonder if we're just too much or too little all at the same time. Yeah. And we can just be insecure about our personality and we can be insecure about how God has made us. But what we really need to realize is God made us that way and he made us for this moment. And therefore, we need just to just rest in that. Okay. And so I think that's one insecurity, just kind of our emotional journey. Am I too feeling? Do I get too intense? Like if I take things too personally, that can be insecurity that we've wrestled with um, over the years. And yeah, I just, whatever we bring our personal, and I think often we just bring that comparison. It, and it, I mean, you mm-hmm, say insecurities. Mm-hmm. I'm at a loss for words because I think there's probably 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't look that way. I don't dress that way. I'm not mm. trendy enough. I'm not cool enough. I don't, I'm not quiet enough. Okay. I laugh and these are voices you always have to resist. Yes, these are always voices okay. that we have to resist just to really embrace the way that God has made us. You know, mm-hmm. that we really are designed intricately, our stories, our wishes, our passions. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like we just feel like, you know, we can feel unheard and then that can bring up insecurity. If I might yeah. not understood, am I talking too much, talking too little? Is that's, that's really good. And I know a lot of our folks resonate with that. I've got a couple questions about that. Mm-hmm. One, how does the enemy play with that? Like, is he, is he involved in that? Is he, what is he trying to do mm-hmm. to make you feel like I'm too much? Right. Well, I think it's just, he creates doubt. I mean, let's just be honest. He creates doubt that you're welcome or wanted or that you're smart enough to be at that table or you're a good enough leader. I had this one moment. I'm sorry if this is too much, Mark, but I had this one moment. We were sitting at an executive director leadership team meeting, and I did not know that the word, like when someone says that I'm doing a, a, oh, that's a crapshoot. I didn't know that that was a game, like craps was a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, oh, man, I'm not supposed to say the word crap at this table. So all of a sudden I said, oh, well, that is just a poop shoot. <laughs> and so no way. That. Sorry for your <laughs> translations or men on that one. Um, and I was sitting That's right next is. to my boss, who was, you know, pretty much the same. <laughs> the and just like in a moment like that, it can be like you just being yourself. <laughs> and uh, I think and there's then, medical names for that, too. Right. I mean, I thought, I don't have the uh, personality to be a pastor's wife. I laugh too loud. I'm too, you know, whatever. I don't love skirts. I don't look good in them. I mean, did everybody laugh when you said that? Um, yeah, pretty much. Okay, I hope so. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah good, totally, yeah. totally. And my husband hasn't let me live that one down yet. So, awesome. But just things like that. We can say things that are unsmart or someone can list off a name of this podcast or this book mm-hmm. or this leader. Well, I haven't had time to read it. Yeah. And does that make me not good enough, not right, qualified? Right. I'm yeah. not qualified. That's another one. How can gals mm-hmm. and guys help in that moment? Like, how can they help with that dynamic? Are there certain messages? That like my need- poop shoot moment? No, like, <laughs> like just the, okay, there may be people. So mm-hmm. as, as a dude, it's not always intuitive to me right. what a lady is thinking in certain environments, mm-hmm. like some of the ones you shared. Mm-hmm. So are there messages that the gentleman can send or even just other lady leaders in the room? Hey, just, just to remind everybody, let me just say this, that everyone gets their mind off how they look or, or, or anything like that or what right. how they mispronounce that Star Trek word or whatever. 
Well, I think the reality is for a male leader is that I just would encourage not to underestimate the experience of encouragement, like and how okay. how valuable yeah. that is. Yeah. Often we can't buy this or whatever, reward that, whatever. But anytime a male leader brings a spirit of encouragement, it will be welcomed by a group of women that often need to hear that encouragement. Whoa. So um, I would not underestimate the effect of That's encouragement. That's really good. That's really good. And it's free. Yeah. It's totally free. Amen. So, yeah. and celebration, a spirit of celebration. Yeah. I know that we've, our staff's been working on that just you know, we always have something to go after, something to do, some project, some timeline. But, and I'm not sure if it's just a lady thing or if it's a guy, gal thing or guys and gals, but we often need to celebrate the wins. Yeah. And so I think just just like saying well done and being like, this was a finish line. I think for women's like, their list is long. They have kids that they're trying to lead their home, lead their kids, lead their ministry, lead themselves well. And the reality is those to-do lists are never ending. And so anytime we can put a finish line in front of them and say, we did great, we made it through, well done, I think that's going to be responsive, which doesn't speak to like an image or whatever. But I just think that spirit of, mm-hmm. I always felt wanted as a female leader yeah, at the table. I love that. I always felt welcome. And even if they were, you know, certain things at our church, I, I knew that I was valued sure. by my leadership. Yeah. And it didn't matter what gender I was. Any other practical tips for how gals can try to push through or push past just just the normal insecurities that come with being a lady leader in a church or, or a corporate environment? Yeah, I think it's just know you have something to offer. Yeah. Know that you are chosen and that the reality is at the end of the day, whoever says yes to the Lord is qualified. Like the Lord qualifies us, Ooh. not ourselves. Hope y'all listening. So I think the reality is, is in any environment that we come to, in any new risk that we take, in any new, if we step up to the platform for the first time and we're not sure about how that's going to go, just realize that you have something to offer. The voice, the world needs to hear your voice. Mm-hmm. And realistically, if you share your heart come on, in whatever you're doing and however you do it, male or female, it's going to go well. Yeah. Because people connect with real people doing real things Uh-oh. in real ways. Come on, Aaron. This is so good. So what do we say? We said overcoming insecurity as a female leader involves three things. Number one, you have to know who you are in Christ. Number two, you have to wrestle through your insecurities. And then, Aaron, you shared you have to keep taking the right next step. I could guess, but what do you mean by that? Um, I just read a book by Emily P. Freeman, and that is the actual title. So I'm not, this is not something I just came up with on my own. However, I felt like as a leader, if I couldn't see the next 20 steps, it often made me stuck and Mm -hmm. I would never start. Yep, yep, yep. So the reality is, is we know that there's a lot of benefit in strategic thinking, strategic planning, a long-term vision, long-term goals, steps to get in the way. Yeah. But if you're a leader who is just stuck and not starting, my encouragement would be to take the next right step. Come on, this is for everybody. And uh, I just had a situation where I was sitting in church and there was some kind of uh, void that I was dialoguing with the Lord on, wanting some connection with some other women and just growing in Christ together and coming alive to Him more in community. And so I was like, oh, Lord, maybe I'm supposed to solve that problem and not wait for someone else to do it. And so the next right thing was, we'll just see if you can get space. I didn't know if anyone wanted to come. I didn't know who I'd invite, but I just had to start by sending the email. Now, the reality is, is that group, it may or may not take shape. But the reality is, is similar to that, we're only responsible for our response. And the Lord is responsible for the result. 
It brings freedom to our leadership tries if we can just take the next right step. Yeah. So many of us within <clears throat> there are more good ideas than we can hold in one church building or on mm-hmm. one property. There's more good ideas than we could use to fill the calendar. And so often, sometimes we struggle with hearing no yep. or not mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And therefore, we feel like we didn't hear from the Lord. Does that feel like rejection sometimes when like you hear a no or you hear a not now? Right. I think it does. Yeah. I think two things. It can either feel like rejection. It can feel like a lack of support. Okay. It can also feel like, oh, did I hear from the Lord? Okay, I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can just make us question, well, did we really hear? Yeah. And the reality is, is if we are responding to the invitation of the Lord just one step at a time, then we don't we don't have to figure out the whole plan. Yeah. And so that's just really what we're accountable for. And so I just would encourage us, uh, it's okay to hear no. It's okay to just try. It's okay to be free to fail. That was something that I didn't grow up feeling like I could. And that was just my own self-script. Yeah. And I am just learning that there is more freedom in failing and learning from that failure. And leaders have to be good at that. <laughs> I I, I, absolutely. I think that's so important. And, and you, you touched on this, Aaron. God is a creative God. And he gives us so many ideas. And I think sometimes they're genuinely prophetic, but because they're prophetic, it's not necessarily for now. Maybe he's trying to birth something in our spirit or trying to get us to pray for something or whatever. I've had things that happen 10 years later than I thought they were going to happen. But I think it's so common for us to feel like frustrated or or discouraged because, oh, this thing that I really thought was God, it can't happen now or it can't happen, can't happen as far as I understand it. And we miss the idea that the Lord, he does speak speak and he does create, but he also gives us limits. And that's part of our sanctification process. Mm -hmm. So I think every leader needs to remember, Mm -hmm. dude, I know you're creative. Everybody's creative and the Lord's super creative and and there may not be time to do it all. So we have to have this posture of submission and honor. I think we have a very instant access culture. Mm -hmm. We take the photo and all of a sudden it's all over the world. And if you haven't heard this illustration by Christine Kane, I would suggest you find it on a podcast or I heard it six, seven years ago when I was sitting at a writer's conference called She Speaks, and it was extremely profound. And she just used this analogy about how her daughter had just, you know, gotten one of these Polaroid cameras, and she got frustrated that she took the picture and she had to wave the film to get the picture to come mm-hmm. into clarity. Yeah. And the reality was, is she compared that to that instant access, instant visual light. You know, as soon Mm -hmm. as we want to put something on a platform, it's there. And we think that that should always happen with us or our ideas. Yeah. And the reality is she likened it. She took us back through the stages of like, well, do you remember when film was on a roll and you had to take it to Walgreens and you hoped that by the time you picked it up a week later, Mm -hmm. there was actually some pictures on it. And it wasn't all just read that your kid got the camera. And then she took us back even to well, there were dark rooms and film and how the film had to go through seven vats in a dark room. And if the light came into that room before it had gone through its whole process, that it would expose the film and the picture would be dull. Yep, yep. And so I felt like the hand of protection from the father going, okay, oh, if, this, so good. if this idea or this dream takes a while. Yeah. It actually is the protective hand of the Father. That's right, that's right. Because he is working out the situation so that when the limelight comes to the idea or whatever that might be, yeah. I will be positioned well to succeed in him, mm-hmm. strong and secure, Ooh. without failing. Because it is not easy to fail in the light. Yeah. When you have eyes on you and you have other things there. And so I just, 
I just saw a loving father in mm-hmm. that illustration that, oh, wow, actually, if I have to wait for this to become a reality, that is actually indication of love and protection yeah. from my heavenly father. First, um, that's an awesome illustration. Second, I know some of y'all don't even know what she's talking about with that um, old school film. <laughs> yeah, Because it's sign of your age. No, it's, 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 it's funny. It. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so good, Aaron, because I think in addition to that, there's the vision and then there's the inner work inside of us that the Lord has to really do. Like sometimes he's got to rip stuff out and rearrange stuff and spray for poison. And there's all kinds of just, mm-hmm. okay, I can show you the vision, but that doesn't mean you're ready for the vision. Mm-hmm. Like that's just to encourage you that this thing can actually happen. That illustration of stuff done in the dark. God mm-hmm. does some of his best work in the dark. Mm-hmm. Sister, you've been so helpful. Thank Is there anything else that you want to share with us today? I think I've talked a lot. I've used my word count for the day. <laughs> well, you gave us some gold, lady. What are you looking forward to coming up here in the next year? I think I just love to dream with the Lord. Yeah. And I love to do it with Him. I think I'm learning to not worry about the product, but just be excited about doing anything we do with the presence of the Lord. And I'm grateful for a season where I can sit more with the Lord and mm-hmm. just you know sit by the fire for a while with Him. Yeah. Um, and if you're a young <clears throat> leader and you're just taxed out and you don't know where that Time can find, just be encouraged. It will come. Yeah. It will come. Don't beat yourself up. Try to prioritize. Try to put it in your schedule, but don't beat yourself up if it doesn't happen. And so know that the Lord sees you, that whatever he's laid on your heart, that he knows the situation and the circumstances surrounding you, and he will equip you for that. I remember writing, and my daughter came, and she set up a tea thing right with me. I was at my desk typing, and I was trying to write some devotionals for some project of some kind, and I had very little time, but I just remember her coming up and sitting and asking me, and I just thought, oh, Lord, how how am I supposed to finish it? How am I supposed to hear your voice when I can't even hear my own voice? And I just felt like the Lord knows where I'm at. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's asked me to do, and he will equip me, and it will be good enough. Good enough is still usable and still impactful. It doesn't have to be That's a word for somebody, man. So we need to just release things at a certain point, whether we think they're done or not. I know that there's going to be a lot of gals that want to glean from more of your wisdom. So where can they find you online? So I have a website, erinnicolethompson.com. It's going to look pretty old. I'm working at uh, building good. my own on Squarespace. That's my learning journey All right. right now. So I'm going to be releasing that soon. But if you just need encouragement and you want to message me through Facebook or Instagram, and you just need someone to hear you, to pray for you. I'm here to listen. I will try to not solve your problems. I'm learning that to listen means to love. So um, if you just need someone to pray for you on your journey or glean from, I'd be happy to do that. But let the Lord do the heavy lifting. Just say yes and know that you will be blessed. Well, my friends, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please like and share and leave a comment or even leave a review on iTunes. This really helps get the podcast to others. And don't forget to pick up some Bible Leadership Podcast swag, like a t-shirt or sweatshirt or stickers or notebooks. Even if you don't get anything, just go take a look at it over at BibleLeadership.com. Click on the Resources tab. And don't forget, if you believe in the Bible Leadership Podcast, you can support us for as low as $3 a month by going to patreon.com slash Bible Leadership. One last leadership tip, and it's this. We need to avoid self-pity and the pity of others. I keep noticing what a pity party spirit King Saul has when I read 1 Samuel. He's always feeling sorry for himself instead of focused on doing the Lord's will. Pity parties are a distraction for God's leader. I'm not saying don't rest. I'm not saying don't process your hurts with Jesus. 
But sometimes what we really need to do is just take it on the chin, quit overthinking something, and get back to the work of glorifying God, whatever it is he's called us to do. I know you can do it. It's going to be worth it. We'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh